Welcome back to Elevate Inspiration for Sunday School. We're still in our Bacall series. This is Lesson 12. The subject is Call to Explain. So let's jump right into our lesson. We're going to start out with talking about power couples. If you notice, the term power couple refers to partners who employ great influence. You know, the phrase requires exactly two people, a power couple. Usually it's a romantic couple, maybe a husband or wife. And part of their power is to is a shared purpose, meaning that they collaborate because they have a common goal in mind. Now, a power couple believes wholeheartedly in the worthiness of their prize, and they work corporately to attain it. Think about that for a few minutes. What power couples do you know that are in our society today? And the first thing that comes to my mind is maybe uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z, or maybe uh, President Obama and his wife, Michelle. Power couples. We're going to see this in scriptures as it unfolds in our lesson today. First, let's focus on the lesson text. On the day of Pentecost, we have people from all over the world there in Jerusalem. But we have quite a few people from that are Jews because we have a onslaught of Jews living in Rome. So they happened to be on the day of Pentecost when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit occurred and they were baptized and they went back and noticed just like just like Philip spoke to the Ethiopian unit who probably carried his scriptures back to Ethiopia. We have Romans, uh, Jews that live in Rome, carry the gospel back. What happened is Jews still worship in synagogue, so there was an uproar where you have Christian Jews and non-Christian Jews organ in those synagogues to the point that the Emperor Claudius expelled all of the Roman Jews in AD 49. It wasn't until his death were Jews allowed to go back into the city of Rome. Because of that is where the scripture unfolds today. And if we notice, here we have Paul meeting two individuals. And it gives us a setting is that when Paul left Athens, he goes into Corinth. And there in Corinth, he finds two individuals, one named Aquila, I have that underlined, who is born in Pontus. Pontus is actually present-day Turkey. And the other person is his wife Priscilla. And notice Priscilla um, is his wife. We don't know exactly where she's born. We don't know if she's a Jew or not. She probably is. Um, and they are coming from Italy. Again, Italy is, is the country where Rome is the city and it states there because Claudius had expelled all of the Jews there 
And we notice that they have a common trade. And that common trade is they are tent makers. Paul is funding his missionary journey by being a tent maker. And here in Corinth, he partners with Aquila and Priscilla. One of the things that Paul does on his missionary journey, when he goes into a city, he goes to their synagogue. And there he begins to try to convert Jews to Christianity or that the Messiah had actually come and risen. Now, in this verse right here, which is we jump down into the 18th verse of the 18th chapter. I want you to notice before here, there's an uprise that takes place in Corinth. And here in this verse 18, it tells us that Paul leaves the city, but he takes with him Priscilla in acquittal and he sails to Syria and there he lands in Ephesus. He stays in Ephesus and he again goes to the synagogue and he ministered there. One thing I want you to notice is verse 18. Here he cuts his hair off because he takes a vow. When he takes that vow, we don't know if he's cutting his hair because the vow is over with because this vow is more of a syndication of a Nazareth vow that is found in the Old Testament, or is this the start of a vow? But if you notice here at the end, he says that I must by all means keep this coming feast. It's possible the Passover that he's referring to because that is most the prominent feast that everybody goes back to Jerusalem and celebrate the Passover. We don't know if the vow has reference to that, but he says, I will return again to you, God's willing. I like how he ends that because they want him to stay a little bit longer. He actually stays in Ephesus about 18 months. They want him to stay longer, but he says, I will return. And he does return back to them to Ephesus. And then we notice that he leaves a correction, Aquila and Priscilla there. And we have a next verse here, which is verse 24, where we jump down to, we see a Jew by the name of Apollos. I want you to look at this word right here. He's born in the city of Alexandria. Alexandria is actually located in Egypt. Alexandria is a unique city, if you do some reading on it, because it's a city of knowledge. Um, actually, Alexander the Great builds this city um, when he conquers the world. This is during the Greek Empire. And this city is known for its knowledge because he builds this library there. Um, and books and, and teaching is going on. Instruction is going on. To the point that Apollos, who's born there, who is a Jew, it says that he's an eloquent man, mighty in the scripture, and he arrived in Ephesus, where Philip. Aquila and Priscilla is there. He begins to teach in the synagogue where they attend. But it notice here, it says he only knew of the baptism of John. When they realized this, I like this right here because Priscilla and Aquila pulled, took him aside. And then they explained to him the way of God more accurately. So what is it that they are explaining to him?
if you think about it, it is one thing to argue academically and know that Jesus is the fulfillment of the scripture prophesying as the coming Messiah. It is much deeper, a transformative experience to receive his gift of the Holy Spirit and live in his power. So I believe what they explained to him is not only the baptism of John of the forgiveness of sin, but that Jesus has risen and he has sent his Holy Spirit to dwell within you. So he preached to them about what happened on the day of Pentecost. This in turn um, gave Apollos a foreknowledge of what happened. I believe not only Paulus is filled with the Spirit of God, because if you notice at the end of this chapter, verse 27 and 28, he leaves, goes to the next city of Achaia, and there many people come to know him. I like this because basically what you do is you see not only one individual, but you see several individuals that the Holy Ghost is using to increase the gospel. So we're going to focus on what you think. And I like this question right here because it asks, what actions can you take to identify and better support ministries that are especially suited for married couples? And then we're going to get a little bit deeper into that question. This right here is a beautiful picture here because it let us know that we got to share Jesus not only in church, at work, at home, when you're out grocery shopping, when you're on vacation, everywhere we have to share Jesus. And then we end in Romans. And Romans is unique because Apostle Paul, again, has not made it to Rome. But he writes a letter and in the last chapter he includes a list of individuals and knows who he includes at the beginning of that letter verse 3 i greet priscilla and aquila my helpers in christ i like the word helpers because if you really look at that word in the greek it means synergy collaboration in christ and then he tells us that they risked their necks to save my life and I think if you go back and read the 18th chapter, you'll see what uh, uprise took place in Corinth. That they, in turn, probably did more than just help him, but maybe protected him to keep the non-Christians from destroying um, Paul. So I have a next question that we're going to look at is what should you acknowledge when should you acknowledge others by name for their help knowing that you run the risk of irritating those whom you do not mention i like that question we're going to spend some time and talk about that and then to end with this by ones or twos we notice that priscilla and aquila worked in the ministry as a team they not only built tents but they built people they invested in apollos they moved to Corinth to minister there. And whether you are single like Paul or you are a couple like Priscilla and Aquila, all God's people have responsibility to one another. My thought to remember is women and men, singles or couples, are all called to ministry.
are all called to ministry. Hey, uh, like I say, uh, the Zoom session is Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. There's the meeting ID and the password. I see you in Sunday school. Thank you. I enjoyed it.